Welcome to the Expedition One podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about brand ambassadors and sponsorship requests to give you some insights on what we're looking for and how it works. And if you have any curiosity surrounding this topic, as with me always is Sarah. And we are, yeah, ready to roll. Are you ready, ready to, to roll? roll? We got yeah. our Zevias. Yep. I'm opening mine. Mm. Okay. Uh, this is much more Sarah's thing than it is my thing. Um, for the most part. Yeah. Most of the requests and stuff that come in cross her desk versus mine. Yeah. Probably before yours at least. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's get into the gist of it. Let's start here. Okay. So what exactly when it comes to sponsorship, what kind of things do we sponsor? What do we, what do we like to sponsor? Okay. So let me, let me back up one step and talk about the, the process to our, what our sponsorship process is. So we, we have okay. an application form that's a, just a Google form, right? So we will send you a link if you request it and we have you fill out all the information and that's step one. Because we do get a lot of people who will just kind of reach out with, you know, a little bit of this information or that. And ultimately we're just going to direct them back to that process because we have a process that we want to go through. So I feel bad when people have spent like time typing up like a five page paper (laughs) on, you know, why they want sponsorship when I'm just going to have them fill out this two page form at the end of the day. Right. Anyway, because there's really specific information that we're looking for. Right. Okay. So, um, what are we looking for in terms of sponsorship? Um, so shows are probably, one of our top, you know, in our grid of values and, and what we're looking for shows are a big one. And, um, obviously some shows have more weight than others. Yep. So, and to clarify attendance at a show means that you're going to be, your, your vehicle is going to be in, in a booth at the show, right? Not necessarily in the parking lot or you're attending the show as an attendee yeah that's that's a that's a thing that you we've run into a few times and yeah. it's kind of strange that perceptively somebody thinks that just because they're attending the show yeah, they're going to the show since they're going to the show not that their vehicle's gonna there's a big difference between your boot your vehicle being at the show your be, vehicle being featured in the show and your vehicle being in a booth at the show right right yes. and there's more weight towards if your vehicle is going to be um, in a booth at the show, right? Right. That has more weight than your vehicle being a feature vehicle at the show. And contrary to what some might think your vehicle being in the parking lot is virtually worthless. So we don't (laughs) maybe a little, (laughs) well, it's not really, (laughs) it's not what we're looking for, right. You know, sponsorship, right. If if your vehicle is in the parking lot in Las Vegas at the SEMA show, Mm -hmm. it's in the parking lot. Yeah. (laughs) And you know the Overland Expo, and like there's there's a lot of people. It's a little there. different there, <laughs> yeah. Overland Expo, the there, there's though. a lot of social behavior going on there. Yeah. A lot of people chatting though, but yeah. it's not really, it's not really where we where we see or anticipate a lot of return from. Right. So we're going to ask you what booth your vehicle is going to be in, and you know who's your mm-hmm. point of contact, so that we can follow up with them to verify. So that can be that. verified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if that's yeah. not verified, then I mean we can't really. It just doesn't help. Yeah. Kim. Doesn't doesn't help your case so much in terms of sponsorship or yeah. whatever. Right. 
Um, and then, so you mentioned feature vehicles. That's pretty specific mm -hmm. to Thema Show. It is very specific. And to Thema Show does obviously carry a lot more weight with it than any of the other shows. Probably in in terms of what we're looking at, it's, it's the highest weighted show when it comes to to your chances of like getting sponsorship so particularly if it's in a booth inside zima not to say that feature vehicles aren't important because they are especially you know there's different levels of feature vehicles mm -hmm. at zima also so you know depending on the level of feature um you know maybe it's one that's got some a little bit more money backing it and it's getting a prime location whatever there's more more right. weight to that yeah if it's going to be in the lobby or right out in front of one of the yeah that's good. buildings yeah. or it's yeah there's there's times where you know stuff gets exiled to a back lot mm -hmm. and it's just not really going to be seen mm -hmm. and a, yeah that's that's not the best situation not ideal so but... that's why that's why feature vehicles are it's a little bit of a crapshoot and it's a little bit different of a level of sponsorship generally that comes along with that right yeah but a lot of folks are, so, you know, if, if you have someone that's you're working with and, and they're going to play, put your, your vehicle on the show again, it's just, we want to know more details. So, um, what booth it's going to be in, you know, who's, who's the contact. And then, um, particularly with SEMA, but, but some other shows where there's, you know, tight booth scenarios, we want to know how the vehicle is going to be placed in the booth. What's the plan? Yeah. Usually with SEMA, you kind of have to have a little bit of a general layout. They're not like super sticklers about you turning that in, but they do like to know what your layout's going to be. So if I'm sponsoring a rear tire carrier system, and that's literally right up against the back of the booth, and no one can walk around it to no see it. No one can see it. That's Nobody not great. can even know it's there. <laughs> that's yeah. not great for a sponsorship scenario. Um, so that's also important is how the vehicle is going to be placed in the booth, because obviously we want eyes on product. And SEMA is one, again, that we wait, put a lot of weight on because there's just so much coverage that comes out of that show. Um, just a lot of foot traffic, a lot of YouTube content, yeah. a, a, just a, a whole lot of buzz that happens around the SEMA event. Mm -hmm. well, other other events are definitely getting a lot bigger. <clears throat> Overland Expo is a good example, <laughs> right? It's getting huge. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> Flagstaff event last year was amazing, huge. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was pretty big, well attended, Very well, well attended, attended too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those, um, all those Overland Expo events are definitely ones that carry more weight mm -hmm. as well. Um, so you've got Expo West and Flagstaff. You've got a new show that they're starting this year in Bend, Oregon, the Pacific Northwest event. Colorado is the Mountain West and then Expo East. Okay. So those are all events that we're also pretty interested in seeing. Okay. Sponsorship app. Now, um, we do get a lot of people offering, say, I'd like sponsorship and you can use my vehicle in your booth or at whatever shows you need. We don't typically, because we do so many of our own builds, right. at least for Expedition 1, um, that's not something we generally need we have a lot of vehicles that we take around to shows and events yeah other companies in the industry definitely some so, of them do that that's just a little tip yeah, yeah i think there's there's we, others that would like those scenarios for us i think it really depends on what we're getting out of it right you know what i mean because it's just 
in, in certain circumstances, if, some, if, if there was a vehicle that I just wasn't going to get access to and couldn't have access to, then yeah, yeah. That's, that's a scenario where that works um, and we wanted access to. Right now, that's interesting. There's vehicles right now that are really hard to get. We've done a pretty good job getting the vehicles that we've wanted, mm -hmm. that we plan for shows. Um, but there's certain instances where I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, mm -hmm. if I don't have to carry the burden of owning the vehicle, right? And having mm -hmm. to hunt down the vehicle and get one. I mean, we've had to, we had a vehicle we needed to, we ended up flying to Denver just to get yeah. in time for a show. Yeah. Because we had sponsorship stuff lined up for it. Yeah. We were supposed to have the vehicle, didn't have the vehicle. So we, we had to buy one. That was a lot of work. So, um, yeah. Being safe from that kind of situation is nice, but usually what that means too uh, is that I'm going to need some unprecedented access to the vehicle right. for long periods of time in order to get everything developed and right. taken right. care of. So that's one of the that's one of the trade offs of those kind of scenarios. So maybe we can tangent into that for just a sec too, because that is a frequently asked question about product development. Okay, um, where people say, "Hey, you know." I know a lot of people want this product. There's not much available out there. Yeah. Will you guys make it for, you know, mm -hmm. would you consider doing that? So um, let's talk a little bit about our process for that, how we how we get to a place that we do look at making a product and, yeah. and what we need from an individual in, the, in those instances where we don't have the car, what kind of commitment level it is. Yeah. So we get a lot of people that will contact us and say, um, you know, do you make something for this vehicle? And, and generally when, when somebody's asking me to make something for a vehicle that is from the nineties, you mm -hmm. know, it's mm -hmm. 20 years old. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm, we're probably, we're probably not, not going to do that. There's some exceptions yeah. like they're, they're it's potential. I say there could be, the I'm not Toyota saying there realm. is, yeah. but I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, it's possible that there could be an mm -hmm. exception. But usually when you're not talking about something that's a new vehicle in the last five to 10 years, mm -hmm. it's probably not worth, um, the development time. It's just not likely. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it is possible that there's some strange scenario that there's a vehicle out there that nobody ever used. And then all of a sudden it's got this weird cult following and mm -hmm. there's, everybody just discovered it, right? I mean, that could be possible. I've never seen that, but I'm just saying <laughs> it could be, right? right? You never know. Um, when it came to Sprinter vans, like 2012, if you were telling me that people would be building up Sprinter vans and in the level that they do, I would have not believed it for a second, but you have a ton of people doing it. Now, yeah. the thing about it though, is you have a ton of people that are building up new Sprinter vans. Yeah. You know, some people are building on older model years that are four or five years, but they're not going back 20 years. No, and not so much. Building Sprinter vans. So, so um, usually that's what it requires. It requires it to be a little bit more current. Um, and it just requires one of those things where it's like, okay, well, it, you know, is it is it viable? Is the platform a viable platform that people are going to want? We've had people talk to us about doing Subaru bumpers and I'm like, okay, I'm probably not going to do that um, just because I don't see it as that much of a viable platform right. for for a lot of stuff. And I've we, we did it reluctantly on the Cherokees, right? The Cherokee Trailhawks. Right. And that was just because I had so, there was so many people <laughs> like all the time. Every like show is going attacked. through. 
Yeah, no, it was <laughs> by like a mob. You're and, like, there's and mobs at Easter shows. You're like, what is going on? There's like five dudes sitting here asking me to build Cherokee Trailhawk bumpers yeah. for the new Cherokee, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, it's it has more in common with a car than it does with a SUV, almost, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, that's one normally we wouldn't we just wouldn't have touched, but then it was like, all right, well, let's give it a shot. And we did. And, um, it ended up okay. Right. Yeah. But it was kind of what I expected. Um, and, and that's the hardest part about it is like when somebody's asking you to develop something for a truck that we don't make, right. Okay. We don't make something for their Chevys that we don't make bumpers for. Okay. If somebody's willing to if I don't have to go out and buy the car, if somebody's going to bring me the vehicle, if I can get the CAD or if I can do scans or I can gather information or whatever to, to develop the product, uh, I'm happy to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, just the single development of that product, I can guarantee though, if I do that, let's say I did that for somebody that had a, had a truck that worked that single, single development time and that sell of that product. if I sell it at full retail, is not going to return on that time invested mm-hmm. at all. It's yeah. it's not even going to get close, right? So ran the number numbers several times now to kind of actually find out what that really was. And when you're developing a single product, even if I develop like front bumper, rear bumper, and a roof rack, right? So I had three products that I got from that one vehicle. Usually, the cost in developing each one of those product selling one of them will not return on investment right. on the retail end. Right. Selling four or five of them will probably cover the cost. And then anything past that is actually where you actually make some profit. So when we're looking at those kind of vehicles, those are factors that we have to think about. Right. Like, is is it viable? Are we having to purchase the vehicle? Are they purchasing, the, bring the vehicle to us to use? You know, it's, it's right. all those kind of factors. And in that scenario where we do say, okay, we're going to do this. You usually need vehicle up front for a week or two to do your initial to just get scans, the information. right? Yeah. Then there's a whole period of time of actual development. And then there's just a, proto- a, a prototype prototype and made test fitting and that's where and we checking would, and we need the vehicle for like a month to do test fitting, in certain te- cases, checking, tweaking, yeah. et cetera. Because we have to, you're going to build three different bumpers, potentially right. uh, like say it's Hoop a front bumper. Or... You're going to do it three different mm-hmm. times to change pieces as you go. Right. And it's, it takes time. And so that's what's involved in that. So if you're thinking of reaching out to us and saying, Hey, I've, I've got the truck and I want you to do bumpers and I'll let you use it. That's kind of considerations. Like, can you, could you leave it with us for a month? Yeah. And at a time and then yep. a couple of weeks and bring it back and forth a little. That's kind of the scenario that we're in. Okay. And usually, usually also I'll add in, in the situation where it's a vehicle that we're probably going to do development for, we're probably just going to buy it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like this, one of the newer ones and yeah, yeah. we're just going to go out and process. buy the vehicle already. Yeah. Cause we know that we're probably going to see potential. But there's some older it. stuff and land cruiser stuff and stuff like that. But that's there's other potential there's potentials. Yeah. So, um, but back to, so typically we don't need vehicles for our booze, except there's maybe exception of some East Coast shows that we just don't well, make we it don't out to. Really go out to the East so, Coast. So, um, Jeep Beach, Expo East, some of those like bigger shows on the East Coast. So sponsorship tip is, you know, if you're an East Coast person and you can get your vehicle in to a booth at one of those shows, that's, you know, 
that's something that uh, us out here on the West Coast would put a little bit more weight on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's shows. We talked about shows. We talked about location. So one of the other things um, that will be asked in the application is, um, or asked, I'm sorry, in the sponsorship application is if your vehicle is going to be in any publications. Yeah. So a little bit of an old school thing these days now, but there's still some online magazines. There's online there's, there's journal. There's some other, too. yeah, there's some stuff going on still. Magazines just, they don't carry the weight they used to. Not quite the same. Um, just not quite the same because most people are getting their stuff from the internet. So. But particularly if you're having like a whole featured article, you know, that's on, on your vehicle. Of no, that's yeah. of, int- of interest. And then of course you have social media. So, which is a little bit trickier, um, as far as, you know, when we're, we're looking at influencers and what makes for a lot of traffic on social media, um, definitely fans of organic followers and we're looking for traffic in your, your con comments and back and forth discussions on your posts, not a bunch of yeah. It's not just about reposts. You and... have you have fifty thousand followers, and there's no back and forth between you and your followers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember what they call that, but that has a very specific uh, term: engagement. Basically, mm-hmm. if there's no engagement, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's it's, it's just kind of a little weird. Fuss. Well, yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> it's what my kids you, would say. You normally should it's have fast. some engagement um, on your on your posts if they if they are legitimate. Yeah. So if they're not a bunch of purchased followers. Yeah. Yeah. So we're um, leery yeah. of leery of those scenarios. Yeah, we're careful of that kind of thing. Um, but that's that's a whole other thing too. Is that's quality. That's associated with quality. If you're engaging with. The people that are following you, that means right. you've got good quality posts and people are interested right. in taking taking a engagement in that right. and want to want to communicate and learn. And that's kind of the key what we're looking for that there. That is the key. I would say. Yeah. So So and that kind of would lead us into, you know, what brand ambassadors, which are a little bit different from from sponsorship and, and those wouldn't necessarily be a scenario where, you know, we have some a discount you know, maybe not having a full sponsorship scenario um, and, and you're working with us a little bit more closely, maybe on product testing or development. Yeah. Um, we use a, a lot of our brand ambassadors to get feedback, you know, or if, if we're changing things up in a design or, you know, we want to see um, we're implementing some new processes or parts, the brand ambassadors are folks that we want to reach out to and we're going to work with you a little bit more on that. And I would say in, in most of our sponsorship scenarios too, I, I'm presuming that kind of just how we, how we handle this as far as, you know, what, what level we end up putting them at or whatever, there are dependence on how long they're going to keep the product in their vehicle, mm-hmm. what they're planning on doing, what they're willing to commit to that. Um, we're definitely looking for, usually we're expecting a year, right? At a minimum. Yeah. At a minimum. Mm-hmm. So that they're actually going to keep the vehicle, they're going to use it, promote it, social media, mm-hmm. and take it to the shows that they've committed to and right. et cetera. Right. So lots of, lots of photos, lots of videos, you know, right. I've had folks with really high engagement, but you know, their, their posts didn't include a lot of the, the actual product or 
<laughs> you know, yeah. they were still, they were yeah. off like Pro- doing their own not thing. Not a lot of product, not a lot of tags in there yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So obviously a lot of, a lot of tagging, a lot of We're, we're requesting shop. like shots, like at least post once a week and they're posting mm-hmm. like once every two months. So. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. disappointing when yeah. we're in those scenarios. It's not so. really, not really what we, what we're looking for. So, but, um, Okay. So yeah, with brand ambassadors though, I mean, we're not necessarily looking for someone that's going to be attending the shows. We're just looking for a partner in, in the side of development. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and promotion. Right. But they're just more going to be a little bit more grassroots. And, um, we're, it's not our, our big thing is not you're going to have a million followers. Right. Our big thing is that you're, you're just going to be someone good to work with you're particularly in the product development world um that you're going to test it out um use it be genuine about your your testing and you're going to recognize that you know we're putting a lot of i don't know faith in you but yeah but mm-hmm. you know we're, it's a partnership yeah exactly. um and it's a it's an important partnership so that we can get the product right or we can you know what needs to change or what we can make better and etc so exactly yeah that's yeah. that is it pretty much in a nutshell that's it in a nutshell uh, is sponsorship or at least you know what we're doing on our side for expedition one sponsorship so i've got one other point of sponsorship that i know comes up and because we've mostly been focusing on product for vehicles what about um we get these things from little clubs and stuff like that little clubs and groups mm-hmm. and everything like that mm-hmm. um asking for different sponsorship and stuff like that. Um, how does that work and how does that weigh? So um, in terms of like their events and whatnot, is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. because a lot of them will have an event, right. Mm-hmm. And they'll ask for something and it's just right. a matter of, okay, so what, what are we willing to give for that right. usually? And, and does something outweigh? Cause um, does something else outweigh something else, right? Okay. Something yep. bigger. Sure. There are, I, I know there's events in the past where people are asking for product, right? Uh, yeah. And here's what's, I'll just kind of break this down. What's difficult about product can be, um, well, okay. So Easter Jeep Safari, right? Mm-hmm. Part of our booth space is paid in product, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they think that's great. They're fine with that. Mm-hmm. And we're fine with that. And because it's a Jeep specific that. event. Yeah that's pretty easy to, to work around. And Very plus easy. we're going to have a booth there and we're mm-hmm. going to be seen there and we have a pretty big presence and, and Easter Jeep Safari is a big show. Yeah. It's pretty big. Uh, whereas there are smaller shows that, you know, event, events that are going to have, they're not going to have thousands of people that right. they, they might have a couple hundred people there mm-hmm. and we're not opposed to giving product for those either. Um, but you know, we've had it where certain events they'll, they almost expect us to give a large product and you're like, that's not really, you know, there's not yeah. a ton of people there for that kind of thing. The other yeah. pro- problem is, is when you have a general Easter Jeep Safari is Jeeps. Yeah. And so you're going to have, most people are going to have a JK or a JL. It's really easy to apply a front bumper to both of them. And you have that broader mm-hmm. potential. Whereas if it's just a general four by four club, so many different things it's yeah. really hard to get something because our stuff is so vehicle specific yeah exactly we don't do that one size fits all kind of so thing. W- what are we willing to do what do we generally do for so those kind of yeah things? so there are some events where we actually send product or or you know it's included as part of like our participation in the show um 
and then we do a lot of gift certificates and stuff like that for especially you know if it's across the country or you know another show like that's going to have mix a mix of vehicles or different types there yeah. um we yeah we're always happy to support that stuff maybe as much some as we small can. swag or something mm-hmm. like that yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah so we get a lot of requests for that kind of stuff and and we try to support as much as we can okay so yeah and and that's just no no application for that we just okay. usually get you know most of these event organizers have you know their form letter that they're sending out to a whole bunch of different people so um we you know we we work off of those when it comes to event requests okay mm-hmm. the standard letters fine all right yeah cool yeah all right and that's sponsorship in a nutshell that is sponsorship basically in a nutshell. how we Everything do it you want to know yeah hopefully if not put it in the comments and we'll try we'll try Maybe to answer we can it add, <laughs> add to it a little bit yeah. answer a few questions yeah. all right cool all right well should we end it should we call it good we should call it good we should call it good all right well everybody thanks for watching thanks for uh i hope you enjoyed learning about sponsorship and yeah like sarah said uh if you have any questions or anything or curiosities you could actually email us or throw it in the comments we'll see what we can answer about it but uh thanks for watching and uh we'll see you next time <laughs>